0: Welcome to Spotlight on Sports the Podcast episode 2. We are joined by a very special guest which I will introduce in just a second, but I have a few things to cover first. Now if you have listened or watched episode 1, you know that we ask 10 questions, 5 at the start, 5 at the end, to every guest to get to know them a little better and how they differ from one another. However, in that first episode I mentioned that they might be changing, and well, yeah. They have changed because I thought of even better questions to ask the people that will be coming on. So if you hear different questions at starting and end, it is because of that. Public service announcement number two is that I do highly apologise for having a cold. <laughs> do apologise, it makes the audio a bit funny. Number three. Well, let's just get on with the episode. <laughs> a warm welcome and introduction to Arwen. Yeah. First of all, how are you doing? We're just going to get straight into this.
1: Perfect. I'm very good. How are you?
0: I am um, good <laughs> for the most part. So, We've like I said technical. before, we are going to just get straight into five getting to know you questions and then getting into who you are and then finishing kind of getting back and rounding it up kind of like how we started it okay perfect so the first question is in an ideal world what is your perfect day
1: perfect day yeah good question um i'm gonna be really boring and probably say it's football related um that's fine (laughs) i'm a st johnson fan nice so i'd say pretty good day for me saturday off good weather st johnson wood that was a pretty good day for me.
0: Okay. And speaking of sport in general, I guess, uh, what are you most proud of in and out of sport so far? These, these are good questions, Chloe. Um, <laughs> in sport? Because probably, you have done a lot so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I probably would say getting to travel with um my work, getting to go to Spain, that that was pretty cool and to be in another country and like teaching other people like things that I'd taught myself essentially that was that felt like quite a good achievement for me and out of sport um I'd probably say it'll be something to do with school um probably my grades probably just just working through exams and even managing to get grades after COVID, I'm sh- I'm sure you'll be the same. But <laughs> yeah. the latter part of my school was just completely interrupted by COVID, and so yeah, getting something out of that was good.
0: Yeah, uh, I think COVID exams is something else
1: completely unexpected. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, because I was in my last year in school when that kicked off. So really? it's like advanced hires, nah. <laughs> Go
1: on. It was my nap fives and hires, which were just completely gone. So I was sitting my advanced hires and those were like the first exams that I'd oh, ever took. It was
0: weird. That, that's awful. Like to be thrown in at the deep end. That's completely. scary. <laughs> completely. <laughs> what is one thing that people are generally quite surprised to know about you? Hmm.
1: I'm trying to think this one through. Um I'm not sure to be fair. You've you've got me with that one.
0: <laughs> um It can be something so basic or it can be something unique to you. Look, <laughs> like I'm
1: definitely overthinking this. Um I'd probably say quite a lot of people don't know about the TikTok. And so I've had quite a few people um just come across me on their for you page and like they're surprised <laughs> and they're like, Oh, we didn't we didn't know you did stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, oh.
0: Bit, of, right. bit of an awkward one,
1: but people do seem quite surprised about it. I'm I'm not sure why, but
0: I guess it just kind of appears out of nowhere and you're like, Oh. It does wait a minute. <laughs> like the way Who's the algorithm works, it it just hits you and yeah well speaking about all that what is well not really but kind of what is one sport that you would actually want to try like just have a go one day just
1: as in me actually trying yeah I've always wanted to like ice skate and Ooh. I know I'd be absolutely awful at it but it's just something that I've wanted to do so like I'd probably...
0: yeah would like, you like I... just go around at like christmas times and just like yeah yeah just give it a bash <laughs> <laughs> love a bash. it <laughs> just make sure you stay on two feet and then Not in. <laughs> and then last of all what are or who are some of your three most influential people who have kind of inspired you in the way of either your work or just in general who has inspired you
1: um so I definitely say that the industry that I work in uh sport and particularly football doesn't have many female role models just because there's not really many women working in it so there's not many people to look up to from an early age but someone's that particularly stick out uh high money is a photographer she was the first first woman to like properly photograph premier league football her work is amazing um who else i'd say there's loads of like young sports photographers out there who are going out and covering olympics and the world cup and all their work is so inspiring and just the creativity that they're able to put into Seemingly basic shots is is really good. So there's definitely loads of inspiration there. Awesome.
0: <laughs> I I actually didn't even think about even the younger ones that are getting into it. Like, who who knows where they're going to be in like ten years or so, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> including amazing. you as well. <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> Too kind. <laughs> um, the yeah. So some of the shots that they get and the quality of their work is just it's just insane and it's really good to see that and especially with like Instagram you can find people really easily and see their work and you have something to work towards I'd say.
0: Yeah right let's actually get into it. Let's so get it. I'm gonna rewind back a bit uh, to your childhood okay now okay. what were you like as a child because <laughs> sometimes that can be a bit telling as to who you become girl.
1: <laughs> um I'd probably say I was always quite I did I did have a bit of a temperament to be fair um I was a bit <laughs> I do I do sometimes like hear things that my parents tell me that I did I'm like oh I feel I feel a bit bad for that but um yeah I think on the whole just just pretty
0: standard yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> an average kid just yeah. kicking about. <laughs> yeah, but what was that child's like first memory of sport? Do you remember? I well?
1: I'm trying to think back on one specific memory. Um, and it's, it's difficult. Just generally, it's just been something that's been there my whole life. Like both my parents are quite sporty, so I have just been raised in a household where sports are sort of the norm but I would definitely say I have like really early memories like I say I'm a St Johnson fan um of just going to like every game um with my dad and we were like season ticket holders we'd go to every game every single birthday every single Christmas every single time I got money I'd save it and spend it on St Johnson kit and just like wear it all the time (laughs) and yeah another thing I remember is um do you know like player meet and greets where you could like meet players I'd love them I would love them and I'd just be I just find it so cool that these people that I was watching week in week out I was seeing them as people and it just felt like such a cool look into how they were as people so I would definitely say like from an early age the interest has always been there
0: like, did you even imagine, like, that kid would grow up to be where you are now, like, just, well, you've been, like, with the club, and now you're working with other clubs, like, did that little kid even imagine that? Or was it just something that you kind of kept, like, to yourself as, like, a kind of like a, a passion? But like, yeah, with that um, I definitely think
1: a young me would probably be quite surprised at, at where I am now, um, which I think is a really nice thing. But it's definitely, I've always known that I've wanted to work in sport, and I remember in particular, I'd say summer of 2014, um, it was Scottish Cup final, so John's won. and so there's all this hype around that. And there was also the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. And I remember I got tickets for that and I saw that. And just like that month or so, I was like, yeah, I really want to work in sport. But I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do. But I always knew I, I want to roll at a club or or with a team or just be involved somehow. So the fact that that's actually happened is, is quite cool.
0: That is actually really cool, which kind of... That leads me on to you in general being a St. Johnston fan. How, like, what is that relationship like being a fan and also a professional now? Because it's like, you kind of have to keep the fan side up (laughs) big. Almost, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just like, you're also working with other clubs especially and it's just how do you separate the two basically
1: it's very difficult um I won't lie and so huge St Johnson fan but I work for sort of their rival team Dundee United um so as a fan it only really becomes an issue when they play each other um which which is actually happening this weekend and it is difficult to separate because like you say you do have to you still have to get the job done and and get work of like a a high enough standard but there's also obviously that emotional investment and it's sort of splitting the two but what I would say it can definitely be used to your advantage and I would say that if you are a fan of football then it's a lot easier to produce some of the work that you can produce by just using that passion and and really getting good work out of it, but it is definitely difficult. And I speak to other people um, in the industry about this, and part of me does miss like going to the game as a fan or just going with my dad and like watching St. John'son play. Even like just mundane games, it's still it's still an experience in itself. So I do miss that side of it. Then you also have to think like the flip side. It's also some of the access that you get when you actually work in football is just. just so cool that yeah it it all balances out but it is definitely difficult
0: yeah it it seems like it's kind of like your dreams come true but at what cost kind of scenario (laughs) would you like because you've had to almost give up to an extent the fan side do you think or are you a fan of any other sports that you can separate the two from each other, or is it just oh, is it just uh, football focused all time every day?
1: It is mainly football, to be honest with you. That is the the main sport, which makes it even more difficult.
0: Yeah, like it's everywhere you look. Like there's a stadium, yeah. like five minute walk away like
1: it's just everywhere it's huge huge. and in Scotland it's so much more than just a game and that sounds so cliche to say but it genuinely is you've got it everywhere it's in the media it's online it's people are talking about it it's it's a huge thing and it's really interesting that the majority of that isn't actually what happens on the pitch because I'd say in Scottish football especially there's so much off-pitch drama as well (laughs) the yeah. <laughs> combination of that just just means it's everywhere
0: like you don't even need to be properly invested in it and you'll know half of it at least <laughs> yeah
1: like everyone knows Celtic everyone knows Rangers everyone has heard of clubs even if you're not even if you don't care you know yeah. you you're still aware of them
0: I have to say I think that was a bit like me growing up I was like don't care <laughs> but growing Me. up I was, I was caring a bit more and yeah like I was just seeing it everywhere I was like fine I will give in <laughs> I will like <laughs> have a look and then kind of more and more years you get invested like the storylines, yeah. the media plays a massive part into it and everything it's Definitely. incredible <laughs> but where did your passion for like media and photography stem from because like it's changed over time and like especially like photography because it's capturing moments in history that you might not have even realized had happened without these photos so where did it all come from for you yeah you're, you're definitely right um it's it's a really random one
1: it's, it's really random. It was the Easter holidays when I was about 11. And I just found this old camera in the back of the cupboard. And it was my dad's old camera. And it must be like 20 years old. And I just, I just picked it up and I was like, I'm just gonna take some photos. I had no idea what inspired me to do this. Or I genuinely, that is how it started. And so I would have been about 11, and I just started taking it everywhere. Like, if there was family events, I'd be there taking photos. If there was, like, literally anything going on, I just took my camera everywhere. And I just really enjoyed it. And within time, I just, I was doing this for years. And within time, I realized I actually want my own camera um that's not 20 years old and so again I think it was a birthday present I got my first like proper camera and this just fueled me on even more and it's really just gone from there
0: was there like a type even though you took photos of like everything like you said was there just something that you took or like a topic that you took photos of to just kind of like perfect your craft or was it literally just anything and everything?
1: <laughs> um, I'd say I've definitely gone through phases. Um, When I started off when I was really young, I'd just take photos of like plants. It would generally be the worst photos you've ever seen, but I was just obsessed with it. And so it was all like nature, landscapes, and then when i got older um i was part of the army cadets and just randomly i was on my phone and there was like a ad popped up for like an army photography competition i was like oh that's weird like I'll i'll just check it out and it had a section specifically for cadets and so i just sort of thought why not like i'll i'll just i'll just take some photos of my friends at training just see where it goes. And then I genuinely didn't think any more about it. And then a month later, I got um, an email basically saying I'd been nominated for an award. And this, I don't know, I just feel it changed everything because I was like, I actually want to start taking this seriously now. Um, And so that's when I started properly investing in kit and really developing my skills as a photographer, editing, It all just sort of fell into place from there, I'd say. Um, But I feel like I've gone on a bit of a tangent. I forgot the original question. Um, So yeah, that was taking pictures of like army cadets. And then from that, I then was like, lockdown happened. And I think everyone had time just to think and like evaluate decisions. And I sort of thought, I actually wanted to get involved in sports photography. and But this was possibly the worst time yeah. to try and get involved in sports photography when they were hardly letting like their own club photographers in. They weren't going to just let some random girl in. So it is definitely, definitely a lot of just getting in touch with people, asking for advice, just trying to get anything I could at that time. And so when restrictions finally were lifted, and I was able to get along to games, it it was really good. And that's that's where I am now. This is what, <laughs> I feel like, I've found what I like taking photos of now.
0: No, that's actually such a sweet story. Because so. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it, even if you go through different waves of like different things, you eventually slowly start figuring out what you like to take photos of in particular. But also like what moment you want to actually be involved in too. Yeah. When, I was just thinking while you were saying that, do you think the cadets actually had an impact into how you work at all and like teamwork aspects especially? like? Yeah, definitely. I think
1: the main thing for me is that it was taking photos of people which I hadn't done up until then. I was just taking like plants and mountains. That was it. And then all That's of a sudden, right was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden I was working with people and I was like, I actually have to speak to them and I actually have to build a bit of a rapport up here. And so that really changed how I worked um, for sure. And the skills which I developed over that time, I definitely use more regularly now.
0: Yeah we. Uh, I was trying to think because it was like over like a Covid kind of pandemic situation that like, you were finally realizing what you like to do and stuff like that. Did you have doubts that it could possibly work out because well the world wasn't really changing and it wasn't really moving so yeah do you have like self-doubts into whether this was even possible like because no one actually knew
1: (laughs) yeah um definitely i think that's why it makes what i'm doing now even more special because there was all those months where i was like emailing people to try and get into games and just being told no um and not even like we'll we'll see in a few months it was just no we can't because of restrictions and obviously that's completely understandable but it felt frustrating for me because I felt, right, I know what I want to do now, but no one's allowing me to take the next step and actually develop those skills. So like I say, if I hadn't been locked out of it for however many months, then it definitely wouldn't feel as special now.
0: What What would you say that you learned about yourself in particular about that in that time? Was there like an inner... Like almost motivation and strength that you didn't really even realize you had up until that moment where you were pushed, um, I would
1: say so actually, yeah, because it would it would be really easy to just think oh i'll I'll just leave it because the thing is i I hadn't taken photos of sports before, and so I could have been completely rubbish, and I was at the beginning. I think that's so important to say the photos that I took initially were absolutely horrendous and I was looking back on them the other day and there's so many things that I do differently but I was I'd never even taken sports photos before and it would be really easy just to sort of say oh just just leave it or just treat it like a hobby but there was definitely this motivation in me to to make it work basically and i would say that's never really waned since then
0: right so uh when i was looking through especially your um a mix of your tiktok and instagram just to get the just of your photos right and uh-huh. uh, just to kind of like prepare myself for this <laughs> a bit now they I I'm not gonna lie, they have evolved over time, but it's <laughs> and that's coming from someone who doesn't know photos. Yeah. But I yeah. I feel like there's more and more emotion uh shown in your photos. Like what do you make a good photo? Like what's your number one photo that you've taken? The one that's right out front of your portfolio or like something like that?
1: That's such a good question. Um There's photos for me that I look back on and I'm really proud of, but in a portfolio, they wouldn't really stand, but it can be like the emotion that I felt when taking them or the significance of the photo to me. So if it was a photo of like a really good goal and like all the context around that, you do sort of lose that in a portfolio. Um. I would probably say the photo that I am proudest of, this is quite an unexpected one, but it was, it was probably taken about this time last year, and it was of our growth. And I remember this was my first proper like football game that I was covering for an agency. And I'd been in touch with people for about two or three years. This was a long time long time thing and I kept saying oh can I cover one game for you Um, can you just give me access and you know I'll send you the photos I just, I just want to learn I just want to get experience and it finally happened and it was for this game and I was so nervous before it Um, I remember the night before I was like oh I'm not good enough I'm so scared for this and then I went to the game it was foggy the conditions were awful and I was genuinely thinking I've, I've wasted this opportunity um, and then towards the end of the game, I think, I couldn't even tell you the final score, Um, I think it was about 4-1, but the last goal for our growth, the players celebrated, but they celebrated towards me and so I finally got that one photo and I was like, oh, like, that's it, that's the photo and just the feeling of getting that photo, just the absolute relief. Um that that's probably my favorite one. But looking back, it's not my technical best or anything by any stretch of the imagination. But for me, it's probably the one that means the most to me.
0: Yeah. If only you could have like a almost a mini story beside like each <laughs> yeah, like...
1: <a> wee caption.
0: <laughs> yeah or just like a link to like a explanation video or something like that it's been like it means so much to me like yeah yeah so you mentioned that you were with an agency can you because especially with football and you said that you're with uh, Dundee can you just give like a quick whistle stop tour of Basically, your professional career so far.
1: Um, Of course. So I started off, like I was sort of saying there, like all that army cadets realized I wanted to do sports over lockdown. So then lockdown was getting lifted and I was starting to think, I actually want to get into games now. And so I think probably the harshest reality is learning that you do really have to go from the bottom up. Um, I naively thought you could just send an email and just sit on the side of the pitch and not get anyone's way and it would be fine, but that's not how it works, unfortunately. Um, So I started off with women's football back in about 2020 um, before the second lockdown and then everything got shut down again, so I ended up taking time off from it. And then when it was finally lifted for the second time, I then had the opportunity to be the non-league, a non-league team club photographer, Gene Field-Swift. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this in a TikTok, but if it wasn't for that experience, I genuinely don't think I'd I'd be sitting here um talking about my experience so far, because it genuinely taught me so much. And it was just learning through trial and error. and it was going to the games that no one wanted to go to, like absolutely pouring with rain on a Wednesday night in the middle of January. But we just have to go out there and learn how to shoot low light or just use all these experiences to get skills and then take these skills and apply them later on. So I did a season with them and then I started also volunteering for a company called Youth Football Scotland who then gave me the chance to do an apprenticeship in creative media which is level 7 diploma so I'm still doing that at the moment and so I then got into a paid role with Youth Football Scotland and I was with them for a few months and then from that I was then able to get like continue my apprenticeship Dundee United so that's what I'm doing now. So it's been quite a career for an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's what surprised me, especially like just before reaching out, I was like, "Wait a minute, how old is she?" <laughs> like, <laughs> just like it really is a lot. But I guess like once you start building skills, it's quite easy to, well, easy but simple to understand uh, how you can do as well as you have, like.
1: Once you get your foot in the door, then once you've made the contacts, then it's relatively easy, but that's the hardest step, just getting out there in the in the first instance.
0: Yeah, I noticed, speaking about TikToks, that you mentioned that you, uh, after school, uh, that you took a gap year, basically, yeah. uh, to do this. Why initially did you take it? <laughs>
1: So I applied to uni, just like normal. So I'm on my gap year at the moment. Um, So this time last year, I was still at school. And I applied to uni because all, all my friends were doing it. And it just seemed the thing to do. And no one really spoke about the opportunity to take a gap year or do an apprenticeship or like any other side routes. It was just straight to uni. And the deadline was coming up for me to pick a course and I was just thinking this doesn't feel right, I just, I don't feel ready, and I think so many people feel in a similar situation, because we had like two, three years of our lives interrupted with COVID, and when you're young, that's, that's like a huge chunk, and so I think I basically, I discussed it with my parents, I discussed it with my teachers, and I just ended up, rejecting my uni offers which at the time felt like such a scary thing to do because I was like oh I'm gonna have to reapply this year and I don't know what I'm gonna do in my gap year but I just I just knew I'd find something to do and even if it was another season of non-league football I'd, I'd still do it you know just try and get experience somehow and so I think I am lucky with the timing of everything and how it did all work out getting the apprenticeship just before school ended, and so having that to go on to straight after school um so i I it's a decision that I'm really glad that I've made, and I do think that schools in general try too hard to sort of put people out in the race, and it's and get everything done as soon as possible but sometimes actually taking a year out and taking a bit of a breather can be like so beneficial
0: trust me i know (laughs) 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 because i even had all my accommodation booked i had like course accepted everything and then i decided nah (laughs) do you know what i can't do this (laughs) and then I um, cancelled it I I was meant to be leaving I think it was when was this I think it was like in a month I was meant to be going (laughs) and I was like do you know what I can't I can't deal with it because it's not what I'm wanting to do at all and so like panic emailing everyone so that I wouldn't like waste money or resources or nothing yeah before the term starts and I was like do you know what take me off (laughs) every list and I'm gonna do something else and so essentially that's what I did but that's a whole story for another day (laughs) but
1: it's definitely good to take the time if you feel you need to take the time in reality it's only it's only a year you know it's it's not going to set you back and I thought I'd feel really left out with my friends off in uni but i feel like in reality this year has just been so helpful for me um like professionally and just emotionally as well just as a person is is definitely been the right decision
0: yeah i think a lot of people just need a solid foundation that they can just grow up on, and yeah. like sometimes taking that year can do that for a lot of different people too
1: but what's really interesting i've actually changed the course that I want to do completely through the gap year so if I'd just gone straight to uni I'd be in a course that I didn't really want to do but just from having this time away to actually reflect I've realized what I actually want to do so it's just been beneficial in so many ways
0: yeah what was it that you were applying to do and what is it that you potentially might do in the future? So, if you would. <laughs> So
1: what I'm looking at doing is a joint degree. So with media, journalism, and what I really wanted to do was politics. But I sort of I took time out and I realised I'm not actually that interested in politics. It's not something that I want to do a joint degree in. And so I'm now doing it with social policy, which is a lot more aligned with what I'm interested in, with the subjects I did at school. It just makes so much more sense. So I'm really glad I didn't just... Just go with with what everyone else was doing um Mm -hmm. because like I I probably would be doing a joint degree in something that I don't really want to do a joint degree in
0: (laughs) yeah because like you can change once you're there but it's not as easy and like you might just not waste a year but you might like find other interests and that that you would rather be doing like this so because I found you on TikTok talking about all of this, right? Mm-hmm. I did not know until I saw this morning that one of your videos has over 114,000 views already. I yeah. was like, when I last looked, it was nowhere near this. <laughs> <laughs> what What were you thinking? <laughs> um.
1: So, I mean, it's by no means viral or or big or anything, but I think what really hit me is that it seemed to go to people who were all interested in journalism, photography, like Scottish football. And so TikTok has always been something I've wanted to do. And I think me and you are definitely of a generation, especially with COVID, with lockdown, that TikTok just became a huge thing overnight. And part of me has always wanted to have a page and make content but i never really knew what and i never really knew how um but i just decided to give it a, a shot and i was like what do i have to lose and to be honest most of the videos are are quite standard but that one in particular it did it did get quite a bit of traction um which which was really good and it got a really positive response which which is exactly what you want and from it I did have people messaging me asking for advice or people who've been in similar situations to me sort of again just asking for advice and so it was really good in that sense that it did seem to go to the right audience but yeah it it was a bit was a bit crazy.
0: Yeah because you said how it was going to the right people and especially Scottish football in particular is a very niche audience (laughs) so how this algorithm works I will never know truly how it works but it works (laughs) it definitely does it definitely does do you do you have a plan of what you would want to put on that page anymore after seeing that (laughs) just like Um, I definitely say,
1: going forward, I always want to try and make videos that I wish I'd seen a few years before. Um and so I do feel that in the past, when people have been talking about roles in media, just because of the the nature of of the industry and how jobs come up, there's never really been a like a guide on how to get to where you want to be. Um, it's so much of it's just figuring it out for yourself and like learning on the job so if I'm able to provide videos which are helpful um, and interesting as well like just seeing the sort of behind the scenes aspect of it then that's all I want to do
0: yeah I guess like what would you say to that person especially a younger like a one year younger you who's who's probably just scrolling on TikTok and come across it, what would you say to them? Um,
1: Definitely just keep going. And stuff will fall into place if you just keep going and if you're still consistent. And I, you do see it with people who are genuinely really talented, but they're just not getting that move that they want or they're not getting that accreditation. And so they just stop. And it's a real shame because if you just keep going like even just you never know what's going to happen next i think and so for me i was thinking like this time last year i'm just going to have another season working in non league football and if it wasn't for this apprenticeship then i you know i wouldn't be where i am now so and that all just came up by complete chance just timing persistence um so yeah just just keep going just shoot whatever level of sport you can and enjoy it and learn from it
0: yeah I guess also because you're such like at the start of an amazing journey so far because like others could even like just dream of what you've done so far with your time with your effort and like determination like if they could like aim it towards something that they want to do as well like no doubt like big things can happen like yeah definitely but because of that do you have like a an ultimate goal that you're working towards or is it just taking you each day as it comes or how how do you see the future let's <laughs> bear um, that way. again a good question I
1: think Media at the moment, if you think of how much it's changed in the past 10 years, it's only going to keep changing and it's changing fast. It's one of the like the most rapidly growing industries, um, hands down, because everyone's got phones, everyone's got social media, everyone wants things instantly. So I think it only will grow and it only will change. And because of that, it is difficult to look sort of 20, 30, 40 years down the line and and think what I'll be doing. But definitely I hope football media, um just full-time content creator at a club, um hopefully have a bit of responsibility and yeah, just take it from there.
0: And um, with that, we have the final five questions already. And uh, so they're not too difficult let's say but it's more about how you are the way that you are okay so number one is what is something that you have done fairly recently to step outside your comfort zone Hmm. I
1: would I'd probably say um I was invited to an event by Canon for young sports photographers and I got the the invite and you know I was thinking this is this is really cool but it's down in Birmingham so I'm based um, in sort of quite rural Scotland so getting from there to Birmingham for an event it seemed quite daunting and I spoke to um, I spoke to my parents about it. I spoke to other people in the industry about it, and everyone basically just said, just go for it. Just give you know, just just go for it. Um, being invited, just do it. And so I'm not, I'm not really a traveler. <laughs> I'm not, i not great with with trains and stuff. Um, probably missed more than I have got on them so that was definitely outside my comfort zone and speaking to people who are also in the industry sort of like I was saying there's so many like insanely talented young photographers and so networking with them in Birmingham it did seem like quite a big task and it was definitely outside my comfort zone but I did it and I'm so glad that I did do it.
0: Yeah like it's such a you just feel like a relief once you've done it because you're like, Definitely. I've done this. I <laughs> can prove to myself that I've done this. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: I, I was half expecting to have some like catastrophic incident on the way. And I just kept waiting for it to happen, right? like a train not to show up or me to forget my suitcase or something. But it all went, it all went a bit too
0: smoothly. Now, this one's going to seem like a bit of a, random question compared to the rest of them but if you could relive a memory that has music at its core focus what would it be so it could be something literally as driving with someone in a car or it could be a concert (laughs) okay it could be just setting up in a stadium that has music playing before a match it could literally be anything
1: (laughs) this is such a good question um, I would, I would probably say, again, this is St. Johnson related, but um, they, it was the first game back after lockdown, and because Overlock only won two cups and no one was there to to see it, um, and so fans were finally allowed back in stadiums, and it was, I think it was a European game actually, yeah, it was against Galatasaray. Um. so me and my dad were there and before the game they just had like a massive sing-along like all the crowd was just singing to songs that they were playing Um. and so like a real St Johnson song is Sweet Caroline so I remember just like the whole stadium they didn't even need the backing music everyone was just like straight on it and oh it was brilliant it, I wish I had a video of just Saints fans singing it was so good especially after watching all these games like apart from other people just finally being together so oh that was brilliant.
0: Oh that's actually so lovely (laughs) (laughs) I was just like thinking to myself how like nice it is like just everyone coming together for something like that. (laughs) It was so nice. So you said that you're not really much of a traveler so that doesn't and um, it doesn't necessarily mean abroad but where is your favourite place in the world? Hmm favourite place I would
1: I'm really having to think about these
0: <laughs> I Don't would... worry I would be too I, I was <laughs> thinking earlier <laughs> There's a uh...
1: there's so many good places Um, and so many places with like good memories I would probably say this is quite a boring answer but do you know North Berwick in Scotland it's like a wee coastal town and it's like on the it's like away from Edinburgh it's right on the coast it's got beaches everything and there's a really lovely beach there and I'm gonna have to say that um just like me and my family go there in the summer just so many nice memories like the weather is as good as it gets in Scotland (laughs) so I'm saying there it's always so peaceful I love it
0: That's it's not very exotic (laughs) (laughs) oh trust me like anytime I go down the beach here like I'm just like when's the blue skies coming like yeah. the clouds can just go where's yeah. the blue sky
1: I don't wait for somewhere
0: second to last question is if you could display like a message in the sky or something what would it say so you know like either those planes that go with like either banners yeah. or like if you could somehow just paint in the sky like what would you write <laughs> <laughs> Um how do you even think
1: of these, Chloe?
0: <laughs> Honestly, my mind works in a different way. So. Go follow my TikTok with my username. <laughs> I love that. Or just like the link to it. Yeah, like my Instagram or something. Yeah. Love that. And last of all is who would you want to come on next?
1: Ooh. <laughs> I would probably say to you it's difficult because there's so many good people <laughs> and so many people with like such good stories I would you probably won't get her but I'm saying <laughs> hi money. she is she's like such a hero of mine um and like her her stories from starting out in football and being the only woman um just like football to where it is now um genuinely so good so i'd say hi money
0: and that was the last question so thank you so 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 much <laughs> thank you for having on and that is the end of the episode thank you so so much for arwen for coming on for episode two hope you all enjoyed too listening hearing more about her and her story so far i am a hundred percent sure that she is gonna go far if you've been listening to this give us a follow and a five star review if you've been watching this give us a like and subscribe. See you next time for when the next person steps into the spotlight.